Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwix, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Since we're all about being efficient and effective at work and at home, let's get started. I want to talk a little bit about an experiment I've been doing as of late. And the experiment is to see how much of my productivity work that I need to do personally and also somewhat professionally, but primarily personally, I can do only through my phone without using any other desktop applications as a fallback to being able to do this functionality. Now, if you've listened to previous episodes with me, you know that I'm a Todoist user, I'm a OneNote user, I use these tools all the time. I've started using a tool I've mentioned in the past more again, which is a tool called any.do or anydo. Anydo is a task manager very similar in the same veins as Todoist. Uh, it doesn't look quite the same and there are some significant differences in functionality, but there's a feature in this application that's really got me kind of hooked. And you would think this is a basic type of thing that you could duplicate in just about any platform and you can. This feature is their shopping cart or their grocery cart. And here's how it works. When you pull up the application and just for reference, I'm using Android with a Samsung Note 20 Ultra 5G as my phone. The shopping cart gives you the ability to create grocery stores in the cart. And when you create a grocery store, you can then go into that store and you can add grocery items in. Now it has two features that I love. One, it has a very deep list of grocery items. It's very good at kind of figuring out what you're putting in there. So if I type in milk or eggs or something, it pops those up right away. But if I'm looking for something simple, you know, a little bit more complex, maybe like fruit pouches for my grandson, it finds that too. It finds that context and allows me to populate it in. Now that's a nice feature because it just speeds up the whole process of capturing things. But the second thing that I like so much is that when you put in something that it recognized, it automatically will categorize it for you. So if you put in hot dog buns, it categorizes it in the bread and bakery section. If you, if you put in green onions, well, puts it into fruits and vegetables. And as you complete things, it will indicate for that section how many completed items you have. Now, that's a crazy neat little feature because if you open up those completed items, you can go in, tap on one of those, and turn it to uncomplete again, adding it immediately back into your list. So if you have items that you get frequently, you can use that as a really easy way to go back in and just re-tag them as needed for when you go to the grocery store. Then you just go to the store, pop up your grocery list, and pop up, up right through the listing. It's not an earth-shaking feature, folks. I mean, this is not something that changes the world. This is something that's easily duplicable through other applications. However, I'm calling this out because this is an excellent example of a specific feature that appears to have been very well thought through, doing exactly what it's supposed to do in a way that's convenient, consistent, and efficient. I've tried to do this in the past. I've done it through Todoist. I've done it through OneNote. I've done it through a ton of different applications. But time and time again, I'm finding as of late 
this is the most efficient way to handle this. So when you look at applications and you look at specific sets of functionality, I suggest you dig into it and see how well was it thought out and how closely does it match the way you operate. I'm willing to bet this doesn't work for everybody, but for me at least, I've found that the shopping cart within AnyDo is a great way for me to stay organized when I go to the grocery store. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably trying to find ways to be more productive. If so, there's a place for you called the Idea Pump. Now, there's hundreds of articles about productivity, tools, techniques, and strategies to improve your productivity, and they're all available for you on either the web or your mobile device. Stop over at theideapump.com and find some ideas on how you can do the right things at the right times in the right ways. Remember, it's theideapump.com. So let's dig into this mobile-only experiment I'm doing a little bit more. And maybe I can explain a little bit what the genesis of the idea was, how it's going so far, and where I suspect it's going to wind up going. The idea came from a challenge that I've been having quite a bit as of late. And that's having too many ways to do things. I know that just sounds like a bizarre problem to have, but... Let me elaborate. When I'm working on, let's say, for example, task management, I can sit down at my desktop computer, I can pull up my task manager, and I can work through things as anybody else would. I can also access the same task management tool on my phone. I can access it on my laptop. I can access it on my Chromebook. I can get to it on a tablet. There's all these different platforms for accessing this centralized tool I have for task management. Now, you would think that would not be a problem, but they're not all exactly the same. There's some slight variances because one platform's Windows, one's Chrome OS, one happens to be Android. So these variances cause some challenges in how my workflow gives me the opportunity to manage this information. So I asked myself, okay, there's got to be a way to clean this mess up. I can either develop a workflow that works with all these various platforms, or I can pick the platform that I use most frequently and then say everything else just as a backup away to inter interact with that information. So then the next question became, well, what's, what's the platform to choose? Then normally you would say, I'm going to use the platform with the most features. I'm going to use the platform with the most powerful version of the applications. And 95% of the time, I would say you would be correct. However, I wanted to change up the rules a little bit. So I decided to go with the platform that I had most frequent access to. And that platform is my Android phone. Now, right away, we've got some issues. My Android phone, by design, doesn't have an external keyboard, doesn't have a mouse, doesn't have a lot of those things that you would think 
from a physical standpoint, would make the process easier. It's a powerful phone, no question about it. It runs circles around most phones out there. Uh, it is actually, if I look at the specs, it probably runs circles around my desktop computer. But what it comes back to is, it happens to be the platform that I have the most frequent and most accessible connection to at any given moment. My phone's always with me. I never go anywhere without it. I always keep it available and I access it constantly, probably far too much as based on common knowledge now. So with that being said, if I'm going to use the phone as my primary device, now I have to say, what are the limitations and how does that affect my work streams? so that I can still do the things that I need to do. And are there aspects that I may have been ignoring because I was using other platforms that I can take advantage on this mobile device? And are there things that I'm going to lose access to? So a couple of the things I've noticed already. One of the first things I did is I hooked a Bluetooth keyboard and a Bluetooth mouse up to my phone. I set my phone in a wireless charger sits on my desk. And anytime I need to interact with it, I have that keyboard turned on. I have that mouse turned on. I can reach over and just tap the, the space bar on that keyboard. My phone wakes up and I can do what I need to do with that device. Now, the device I have is a Samsung Note 20 Ultra 5G. Thank you, Samsung, for one of the worst names ever, but it's a fantastic device. Runs circles around so many things, like I mentioned. It is a full computer, for lack of a better term. Matter of fact, if I wanted to delve into the whole DeX world, which I do on a frequent basis, I could do that. But I digress. That basic set of capability with the mouse and the keyboard, which isn't necessary, but it does make it easier, means that I have a device or a input channel to all of my productivity systems that is dedicated to that job. My laptop and my desktop and my work laptops don't have to do that job now for me. They can focus on what they're supposed to be doing, the larger applications and the larger work that's involved. But my mobile device is now, to go back to the old terms, this is really taking my mobile device and giving it the moniker of a PDA again, the old personal digital assistant name because that's the way I'm treating it. I'm not treating it as a smartphone because I rarely use it as a phone. It's providing this world of, of other sets of functions that go far beyond just regular phone calls. So with that thought process, now I start to say, okay, if these are the applications I'm working with, that currently have my information, things like Todoist and OneNote, which everybody knows that I use all the time, uh, applications like Workflowy, which I use frequently, can I still interact with them at the same level using the mobile device? In a couple of cases, yes. Workflowy, Todoist, they work almost identically on mobile as they do on my desktop or on Chrome OS. No real transition there. OneNote, 
whole different conversation. OneNote on Android is a completely different world than OneNote on the desktop. And there will always be a lot of work that I need to do using OneNote on the desktop just because that functionality equivalency doesn't live between the two platforms. Does that preclude me? Does that break this experiment before it ever gets started? No, actually it doesn't. Because when I think about the capabilities of OneNote on this mobile device, the ability to use it as a capture and a reference channel is, is not hampered at all. I can capture whatever notes I need at, at a basic level. I can't do a lot of screenshots and things like that of desktop applications, but I can do some screenshots off of the phone. I can capture bookmarks and that sort. I can share those using the Android sharing functionality right into OneNote. And I can do lookups in the tool from any other information that I put in there. So for the most part, yes, I can use it as a good two-way channel. Again, there's more advanced capabilities that I then have to go back to my fallback solutions, the desktop application, to be able to do organizing notebooks and that sort of thing. But that doesn't preclude this from working. And looking at applications such as Todoist and their counterparts within this specific device space, in this particular case, I've been looking at AnyDo, which is another task management tool, as I mentioned earlier. This is one of those things where I start to say, okay, how do I make my work streams work within the framework of this tool that I have available. And it goes back to the beginning of this conversation. Why would I put myself through this type of an experiment? I think this is an excellent experiment for anyone to do. It's a great exercise, not necessarily on mobile devices, but with any tool that you're working with, because it requires you to develop a very deep understanding as to what that tool truly is and is not capable of, and then determine how far can you take that tool. Now, I'm not saying customize, I'm not saying write new code and add new things onto aside from applications, but using it out of the box to its maximum capability. When we look at the applications that we work with on a daily basis, this same type of thinking applies. If you're working with just, I'll go back to Todoist, if you're working with a task management system, understanding how that tool works inside out and sideways gives you the necessary knowledge basis to be able to start to apply your work stream processes to that tool and have that tool represent them well. So by using a, a forced platform limitation, like I'm doing right now with my phone as that primary channel, I'm forcing myself to fall within the framework of the Android ecosystem, the capabilities that are in there, and really start to focus not so much on what the platform can do, but the questions it makes me ask about my work streams and work processes. If I'm not asking those questions, I'm not giving myself an opportunity to find better ways or fix the broken ways. And this is something we all have to do all the time. We Compliance, comfort, 
kills productivity solutions. I'm a firm believer in that. You get too comfortable in a solution without looking for opportunities to tighten it up and streamline it and make it work better. And you, you just never reap those benefits. Now, I'm not saying turn your productivity systems upside down and sideways all the time. That's as bad as not having one at all. But what I'm saying is giving yourself the opportunity to take a second look at your systems and decide, hey, is this really optimized for me as I stand right now in my current point in life or not? And if you feel that it is great, leave it the heck alone and get some work done. But if you're not sure, then applying a framework or an art, artificial set of constraints around it may give you that new perspective to go in and say, hmm, what else could I do with this? How else could I do this? That perfect example, you heard me talk about it earlier within the AnyDo application for the grocery cart. I have discovered that something that I have struggled with in the past, which you would think is fairly silly to struggle with, which is managing your groceries, has turned into something very easy because I look into, looked into a specific feature that happens to do that. Now I'm not popping into OneNote or Todoist or anyplace else to manage this aspect. And I'll continue to do that type of discovery to figure out, are there right ways to pull these pieces together? This is not an experiment for everyone. I would not recommend anyone take time to upend their process just to try it on a dedicated platform. If you want to, fantastic. I'd love to hear about your successes and your failures, but I'm not suggesting that anybody stop getting work done just to try this experiment, unless you're a little nuts like I am. But what I do suggest, and this is probably the most important part of this entire experiment, is there is no singular right solution that can withstand the test of time without review, critical analysis, optimization, and evaluation. If you don't do that, you might as well not start it from the beginning because what's going to happen is things will get stale. You'll start to miss things and you'll never reap the benefits that you really need to reap from your system. So we'll see how this goes for me. I've been doing it now for a couple of weeks. I've been very consistent with it and I've found that it's an easy thing to keep jumping back to. I originally had said that I would only do mobile for this capture. It only took a couple days before I recognized that there are times that I need to fall back on the desktop capabilities and the laptop capabilities and the tablet capabilities. Perfect example of what I'm doing right now. This podcast could actually be recorded only off of my mobile device if I really committed myself to it. But it's not worth that level of aggravation to, to work within the limitations of that mobile environment on a daily basis. I can get just as much done if I use the desktop application that's designed to do this. But could I do it? Absolutely. So you have to pick your battles and you have to decide what's going to work and what isn't. But I do encourage you, if you want to give this a try, if you want to pick a platform 
Maybe it's not your phone. Maybe you decide to live the iPad life or you want to you know, live only off of a Samsung tablet or, or whatever. Let me know. I'd love to hear about it in the comments. Drop me a voice message. Tell me how that works for you. What worked? What didn't? You know, where are your successes and where are your failures? This is the type of thing that we can all reap benefit out of as we look more closely as to what our tools are and how they're helping us be productive. Thanks for listening today. If you found this interesting and useful and you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to Being Productive on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you'd become a supporter of the show by using the link in the show notes. Also, please like and share this and other episodes so we can help as many people as possible in being productive. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.